Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor, KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We are going to do something about it. So let's dig in. We're going to talk about mom mode madness. One of my friends actually mentioned, why haven't you talked about the madness of being a mom yet? And to tell you the truth, because it's been madness. Because I've been focusing on mothering my children. I've been functioning on running a household. I've been functioning on running a business that I didn't even realize I could do a burnout episode on mom madness. So I'm going to go through three areas in which we can get back control to this madness and bring some sanity to our days. Now, there's going to be a, a small difference between working moms, stay-at-home moms, single moms, older moms of teenagers, moms of teenagers versus moms of toddlers. So I want you to just take the piece that resonates most with you and see if you can see small changes and progress happen out of the madness and back to clarity. So the first one is recognizing a new lifestyle. One reason why I even got into burnout is I changed little to nothing of my actions and habits once I had kids. I just kept doing things like I used to do. And I didn't recognize that I have new expectations on me. I didn't recognize the wants and needs of self-care and being there for myself and vouching for myself have changed. I'm no longer number one. You're no longer sleeping. My kids didn't sleep till they were three. It was crazy. Uh, I didn't know that I was damaging my mindset by being on social media so much, seeing all these perfect families going out for outings or bragging about their kid who slept through the night at, you know, two days old. That was damaging to my mindset as I went through my third year of no sleep and walking around in zombie mode. So recognize the change of lifestyle and what is making you feel worse and what is making you feel better. One big thing that changed, which is a necessity of life, is meals. I sometimes skipped meals because it was just too chaotic or by the time I sat down, it was time to clean it up. You're just running, running, running constantly. Sleep is gone. Meals are gone. Alone time, that time to think and reflect and just be, just be grounded, just be with yourself, that time is gone. You can't even go to the bathroom most of the times. And then the relationship strains. It's, it's not you and your partner anymore. It's not you and your family members to have a nice conversation. Now you're chasing toddlers. So all these life things have changed. Community and relationships, basic meals, sleeping. These are livelihoods of a human being. Really just doing anything or going anywhere is just longer and more difficult. I remember during the worst part of my burnout, I just didn't even want to go anywhere because it was just so difficult to take children, even to the park. You had to pack a bag. You had to pack snacks. You had to make sure everyone goes potty. Then when you're at the park, you got to ask constantly if they have to go potty, if they want snacks. It's just a repeating cycle. You can't just go sit at the park and enjoy. It's different than it used to be. Toddler years especially is a constant chase. So basic needs are not being satisfied. You're not getting sleep. You're not getting good fuel in your body. There's little time for food prep. Relationships are strained. You have a loss of community because maybe you're not hanging out with your friends or family as often or even can go to the same places you used to enjoy your festivals. You're no longer number one. This is basically why moms have a loss of identity. And this is where 
I feel like stay-at-home moms definitely get hit harder because working moms can go out and have adult interaction. They can eventually go to the bathroom and have, you know, a couple minutes to themselves. They can eat their lunch. Whether they're working or in a meeting, they can eat their lunch. Stay-at-home moms don't get that luxury sometimes. And they have isolation because they don't get to speak to adults all day. And they don't have as large of a community. So in either case, you're not number one anymore. Someone once said this to me, and they had teenagers. And I said, oh, I'm not looking forward to those years. And they said, oh, don't compare. You're in the trenches. You just need to survive. And I am now taking that to heart to realize how much madness came into my life. Every kid that I have. Now, when I'm recording this, my kids are six, four, and two. They are hyperactive. They do not like to sit and have a craft. So we naturally became even more of an outdoor family. Remove the walls. They're not bouncing out the walls anymore. Remove the walls. They're not fighting as much anymore. So we're outside a lot. Because this is not the social norm, we get excluded from a lot of indoor events. Or we're outside while they're having the indoor events. So number one is recognizing a new lifestyle is required. You can certainly hang on to certain things you really love in the past, but... It's going to be hard to fit everything into this new life. What can you adapt? What do you want to keep? And what do you want to search for new? The second one is recognizing these new limits. I was super resilient. Thick skin could do a million things. But once I became a mom, I didn't have very much sleep. I had probably poor eating habits. I had dysfunctional relationships. And I had a loss of community. My limits should have been lowered, which I did not do. So again, it contributed to my burnout. Your need for space is different now. Because of the constant stimulation that kids have with us, they're on us, they want something, they're requesting something, they're pulling on us, mom, up, up, up. This constant stimulation can be extremely overwhelming. So the need for space is not like, I need a self-care moment on Friday night. This It now becomes an immediate need to like, Get a self-care moment or a peace to yourself right now. This is why when you leave the hospital, they say if you feel overwhelmed, you need to put the baby down and go to the garage. That is no different in toddler years, and I'm sure it won't be any different when I get to teenage years. Your need for space needs to be an immediate limit. Don't wait till you go way over the line. The other thing is your body is now strained because of this lack of sleep because of the meal changes, because of the constant running around and requests and demands. So you, that's going to mean that your armor is a little less resilient. It's, a, it's already strained, so it's going to bend easier. It's going to crack easier. This is going to make you more irritable. And just the little things are going to set you off. I remember when I would go way over my limits and a kid just might ask for a sandwich. Hey, can I, Mom, can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And I would snap at them. That type of request is nothing to snap at them for. But I let my armor get so bent up and cracked that just the little thing, such as a sandwich request, set me off. Be careful of your limits. So what is your line? And I struggle with this often. I I back up five steps before that line so I can make sure that I start taking these true rest breaks, take a breather, go in the garage for a cup of water, ask for help from my, my partner, I try to go five steps ahead because I always cross over, right? That one thing, that one last thing you have to do before you go to the garage to take a break, or now I want to fold laundry because then I'll feel better. Now you're over the line already. 
don't wait for the vacation you take once a year. You need to do daily sprinkles to reset and recharge. You need to identify these limits, take five steps ahead of them, and begin to find what is going to keep you grounded, what keeps you reset. So number two is recognizing these new limits that you have and honoring them. The third is vouch for yourself. This one I had to learn as part of my burnout journey. Because you want to be everyone's everything, and you are probably everyone's everything, you're last in line. You are no longer number one. So self-care is going to look different. Your rest breaks are going to look different. And this is where you're going to want to honor your body. It may not be the same as what you did before kids, but it's still a rest break for the body at the end of the day. What does self-care look like that's going to be different? Let's explore different things. For example, I walked past the tub once. I really wanted a bath and detox a little bit and rest. And the bathtub was full of toys. I'm like, geez, I can't even take a bath without emptying the tub and probably cleaning the tub at that point. Do you know how long it took me to take those toys out of the tub and wipe the tub down a little bit? Like two minutes. And I was in the bathtub for about 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes of true rest and detoxification for just two minutes of cleanup. So sometimes in our head, it just seems like a monster of a task in order to get self-care. But you have to remember, what is the after effect? What is going to be the outcome if I do this thing? I also thought I would need to go away completely for the day. It could just be, hey, I'm going to go in the sunroom for the next 15 minutes and color. Just everyone leave me alone. I'm just going to go in there and color. It doesn't have to be spa days. You don't have to go get your nails done or go on a whole day shopping spree. What little things can you sprinkle to just give yourself that space and true rest? Self-care is not a chore. It shouldn't be just give me a minute. I'm doing dishes. It shouldn't be, oh, while we watch this movie, I sew some holes in the kid's pants. It really does need to be a true rest break. There's always going to be something on the to-do list because it constantly is being refilled. It also helps to prioritize daily what actually needs to be done. If the basic needs of, of humans in your household are being met, do you need to have the home and gardens decorations all up? Do you need to do all the things and get the craft projects ready and go above and beyond what anyone is expecting of you? Probably not. That is all in your head. So what is the priorities of your household? Satisfy those and stop there. You cannot fill it from an empty cup, as they say. The other thing that you're doing is your kids are watching your every move. This came out the other day. We were putting shoes on, three kids trying to get out the door. I had the patience that morning uh, to wait for them throwing shoes at each other and not getting out the door but then one of my kids said to the other ones get your shoes on right now we're gonna be late but they were just screaming in the other kid's face and I was thinking wow that is really mean and harsh but it is most likely they have observed that behavior in me and my partner how do we break this cycle how do we break this cycle of chaos as we transition from one place to another place how do we break the cycle of moms doing everything and is always mad after. How do we break the cycle of them just seeing you stressed out? It starts with you and your actions. If they see you resting and coloring, they may want to rest and color. If they see you 
going too close to your limit saying, I need to check out, I need to take a bath or go sit outside. They're going to do the same instead of throwing that big tantrum. So model the behaviors you want to see and you can break the cycle. The other thing is loss of identity. So vouch for yourself also means vouching for your identity. Your identity is not the same identity you had before you were a kid. And I know some people may find that contradictory and say you don't need to lose yourself when you have kids, but I do believe that you change when you have kids. Because your priorities change, because your love of certain things change, and they're just not as important as these children and what you're doing with them, things will change about your identity. So maybe it's time that you find a group of friends that are more similar to you. And it doesn't mean you have to get rid of your old friends, but it does mean you need to explore new groups, new places, new routines. I always told myself I wasn't a morning person. Then I had kids, still told myself I wasn't a morning person. I actually disliked when they touched and talked to me in the morning because I was so crabby. Then as part of my burnout recovery, I discovered I can really support my natural rhythm of hormones if I do movement in the morning, if I do some more healthy habits in the morning. And I finally just pulled the plug and did it. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy it. And my next 24 hours, I feel great. And I feel set up for the day. And I feel much better than I used to. So then I started questioning myself, am I a morning person now? I mean, basically, for the last six years, I've woken up at five in the morning with broken sleep all night from kids jumping in the bed or getting sick or needy mom or dad. And so maybe I am a morning person now. Why? Because I tell myself something. Does it have to be? And again, my brain is always looking proof of my thoughts. So maybe I am a morning person now. I get up in the morning all the time, including the weekends. So let's make the most of it. The other thing is if you're honest and open and willing, find support in a third party. And the third party could be a therapist, a counselor, it could be a support group. But if you're honest, open and willing, I think you can find great support for yourself through these third parties because they don't know your your partner. They don't know your children. They don't know your family. They don't know what your job's like. So they can give a really good, clear perspective on self-care and identity work and how to vouch for yourself. So those are the three ways that you can reduce the madness in your house and bring some more clarity and peace. One is recognizing the new lifestyle is required. Two, recognizing that new limits are required to be established and honor them. Number three, vouch for yourself. Vouch for a new identity, vouch for that self-care. Mom mode is life right now and it can be full of laughter and love or it can be full of punishment and pain. It's really up to your choices. You find it interesting that people want to be Wonder Woman now. She looks smack and good, right? But Wonder Woman doesn't have kids. So when people say, wow, you're Wonder Woman as I carry around kids or run from place to place, and I say, I don't want to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman doesn't have kids. I want to just be a good mom. So don't be Wonder Woman. Be you. Be the mom that those kids already love and adore. You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgery. Come join a holistic community that specializes in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10, get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely journey. I want you to know you're not alone. 
I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today.